On this week's episode of Saturation, Kate and Grace continue taking a beating from 2020 as we discuss the tragic deaths of Naya Rivera, Kelly Preston, and Elvis Presley's grandson, Benjamin Koff. Grace then breaks down the Britney Spears conservatorship in extreme detail. Juice World's album is out, and to our surprise, Ghislaine Maxwell was denied bail. Listen and enjoy. episode of saturation kate and i were just catching up on some of our topics of the week and we are really like um i don't know if excited is the word like of course we're always excited to record but we have some like there's a lot happening i feel like kate everything that's happening right now in the world is sad yeah, it's not like, great. I with my dad and my brother, and, like, I was trying to come up with things that we could all talk about, and, like, some of it was local sad news, and uh-huh. some of it was, like, sad news, but it was all sad news. Sad. I know. I know. I feel like, yeah, I just, I, my heart can't really take much more of 2020. I know, I just, And we're, I don't know much detail about this. Grace and I were just talking about it. I just got an alert from CNN that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, many of you might know her as like the Supreme Court Justice, she was admitted to John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore for to treat a possible infection. Um, people stan Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's this cute old woman. Yeah. I saw her last year speak at an event in Little Rock. So prayers to her. I don't know anything else, but that just came across. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of sad things going on. Oh, yeah. And then you'll m- mention the other piece in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay. We can... Yeah, should we dive right in? I yeah. mean... Let's start with our counter-propaganda. Yes. Again, just want to remind you guys to check out the Instagram account, at counter-propaganda. They're doing a great job of sharing um, stories from people of the POC community. We want to keep the conversation going here at Saturation. So we've been reading a post at the beginning of every episode, and I'm going to read you one right now. Yes. It starts out saying, I was 18 years old. I attended Lipscomb University, a private Christian school. I was on the track team and cross-country team. To make extra money, I passed out Domino's coupons. My friend was a pizza delivery guy, and while he was delivering, he would drop me off in a neighborhood to pass out coupons. Once I was finished, he would pick me up. One day, I finished and called, but he was busy, so I left a message and kept walking. All of a sudden, five cop cars surrounded me. The officers get out their cars with their guns drawn, demanding me to stop and comply. They ask me what I'm doing, what I have in my pockets, etc., Eventually, they put me in a car and transport me to under a bridge to wait for a detective to question me. The detective came and claimed I was too noisy, so they took me to the station. I was questioned for what felt like hours. I was given a lie detector test and finally released. Apparently, I fit the description of someone called the West End Bandit. The officer that drove me to the station said if I were wearing a... Oh, I do not know this word. If I was wearing a... Uh, How is it spelled? Tobagan. T-O-B-O-G-G-A-N. A toboggan. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just... <laughs> wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> if I was wearing a toboggan, I would have been arrested. To this day, I refuse to wear a hoodie. Tim Cotton. I apologize, Tim, for butchering the word toboggan. Um, I have in my contacts, and I can't see that great. So, <laughs> I was confused. 
for some reason I thought it said something else. Um, thank you, Counter Propaganda. You guys should check them out. They're following. It's really cool doing one of these at the beginning of our episode because their following is like crazy. I mean, they had barely over a thousand when they started. When they started, and then last week I noticed they had around two thousand something, and now they have thirty three hundred. So good for them. Gosh, I wish my Instagram grew that fast, but I guess I'm not really doing anything that's riveting <laughs> and interesting for people who want to follow me. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, yes, check out no Counter Propaganda. Um, okay, I'll do my topic for the week. Yes, I am like um, ready to talk about this. I feel like I've been wanting to talk about this with you really in depth, yes. but I've been waiting for the me too. pod. So. Me too, me too. Um, I'm going to go into kind of the timeline and details, and I'm going to read some different posts and things, and then we can totally discuss. Um, so this happened last Wednesday, um, so we had recorded on Tuesday, so this was not known last week, but, um, last Tuesday, or Wednesday, July 8th, um, Naya Rivera, um, she's best known for her role as Santana for six seasons on Fox hit show Glee, um, was, uh, presumed missing, um, People loved her in that role on Glee, um, for she was really groundbreaking as a queer Latina character, um, and she had a great following. She was a child actor on several shows like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um, Family Matters, things like that. Um, again, last Wednesday, her four-year-old son, Josie, was found out on Lake Piru in California in a pontoon party barge boat that she had rented, but Naya was nowhere to be found. Um, uh, Josie was found alone uh, on Wednesday afternoon, asleep on the boat, um, and then fairly early into their search, um, she was pronounced dead, um, which was incredibly sad, but a lot of friends and family still held out hope, and um, I know there was a lot of people that at least wanted them to find her body. So for the past five days, um, from Wednesday to Monday, they scoured the lake, the area around the lake, the cabins. Um, they spent five days looking for Naya. Heather Morris, who is also on Glee, was very active on Twitter, wanting to join in the search. Um, I'm going to read you guys some of her tweets from a few days ago. Um, they were the sheriff's department in Ventura County, which is where the lake is at, was doing a really good job keeping people updated. Um, last week, they one day they tweeted and said, it was on Saturday, they tweeted and said, today's search operation at Lake Peru is winding down. The mission will resume Sunday morning in an ongoing effort to locate Naya Rivera. Heather Morris replied and said, my name is Heather Morris. I was Naya's close friend and coworker, and I'm trying to... Con- I'm trying to conduct an on-foot search and rescue mission along with a small group of friends at Lake Peru. I understand your team is doing everything, in all caps, in their power, but we are feeling helpless, powerless, and want to help in any way. I have left a message with the Department of Rescue and Air today. I will call again tomorrow. Thank you. Um, and then fans were really, like, I guess people were showing up out there, and so then they had to release a thing like, please don't come out. It's really hot. It's kind of dangerous terrain. Obviously, I don't think they wanted anyone to, not that the whole lake was a crime scene, but they didn't want anyone to, you know, mess up potential searching efforts. So then uh, Heather tweeted again and said, "Um, ahead 
a head that they'll allow volunteers. Understand it's 100 degrees here, and if you're not highly trained in search and rescue, this could end up a much more dangerous situation for everybody involved. Please be kind, compassionate, and caring for those of you who are looking for Arnaya. I've spoken to the sheriff, Eric uh, Buscow, and rest assured they are using every single one of their resources to locate Naya. I have full confidence that they are doing everything they can and probably more. We will hold off on the citizen search and rescue until we get the go-ahead. So I thought it was really cool that she was involved. I mean, there were a lot of people that wanted to help, obviously. And that show has a cult following. So she's, again, loved by so many. Um, so basically, over the weekend, um, they interviewed Josie, and he told investigators, again, y'all, he's four years old. So I can't imagine how traumatized he must be, but he told investigators that he and his mother went swimming together. He was helped into the boat by Naya, and he looked back and saw her disappear into the surface of the water. Um, on Monday, her body was found at Lake Piru. They held a press conference. Um, police in that press conference said that they believe the currents in the lake caused the boat to drift away, and Naya was then swept away. But they believe her last moments on Earth, and they said she mustered enough energy to get her son on the boat, but was not able to save herself. Um, on Monday, several of her co-stars um, were spotted at the lake holding hands with family and friends um, in unison at just hours after her body was discovered. Um, I don't know exactly that who. Oh my! Me, heartbreaking. I know that Heather was there, but it was their backs were to the camera, so it's it's really hard to tell mm -hmm. who was there. But um, that image was absolutely grace heartbreaking. Um, Heart confirmation of her death. Um, again, we found out on Monday the thirteenth, and um, that was actually um, seven years to the day that Glee. Uh, cast member Corey Monteith passed away of a drug overdose. Um, so that was very haunting. Um, and then um, the autopsy actually just came through like 10 minutes ago and it was found that she died of drowning and there was no uh, drugs or alcohol in her system at the time of the death. So again, she literally saved her son and um, drowned, which is terrible. I want to read you guys some different tributes. Um, that, I mean, people have been pouring out. But one really interesting thing, on July 2nd, she posted a really beautiful selfie, Naya did on Instagram, and she captioned it, no matter the year, circumstance, or strifes, every day you're alive is a blessing. Make the most of today, and every day you're given, tomorrow is not promised. And, I mean, that was not even a few days later. She drowned, tragically. Crazy. Um, there were so many different people coming out. I'm not going to read you all of them. I'll mention a few uh, just because it's, it's, I think it's important. Um, the creators of the show Glee, Ron Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian uh, Brennan, uh, released a statement. It's kind of lengthy, but I want to read it to you guys just because. I think it, it tells you a lot about her if you don't know who Naya is. Um, they said, We are heartbroken over the loss of our friend, Naya Rivera. Naya wasn't a series regular when we cast her on Glee. She didn't have more than a few lines in the pilot, but it didn't take more than an episode or two for us to realize that we had lucked into finding one of the most talented special stars we could, we could ever have the pleasure of working with. Naya could act, she could dance, and she could sing. She could ever sing. 
She would nail a joke as well as she could crush you with an emotional scene. She could be, she could move between being scary tough and deeply vulnerable with ease. She was a joy to write for, a joy to direct, and a joy to be around. Naya is responsible for numerous iconic Glee musical performances, the Adele mashup, Valerie, Songbird, but her greatest Glee legacy is probably the humor and humanity that she brought to Santana's relationship with her best friend and eventually girlfriend-wife, Brittany, played by Heather Morris. It was one of the first times an openly lesbian high school relationship was seen on network television, and Naya understood that Brittany meant... Or, or sorry, Brentana meant to many young women who were seeing themselves represented on television for the first time. Naya always made sure that Santana's love for Brittany was expressed with dignity, strength, and with pure intentions. Naya was always moved by the girls who reached out to her to help her how to help tell her how much Samantha and Brittany's love affected them. Naya's obligation to them and to all her fans was obvious, but it was obvious. She had the rare combination of humanity and endless confidence in their talent. Naya was a real pro, always on time, always knew her lines, which wasn't easy considering the giant mouthfuls of dialogue we often gave her. Always kept everyone laughing on set. She was warm and caring and fiercely protective of the rest of the cast. She was tough and demanding. She was fun. She was kind. She was generous. There were ups and downs during the wonderful and stressful years we spent making Glee. We disagreed. We thought we made up. Then we fought some more. Then we made up again. The kinds of things that happen in a family. Naya was more than just an actor on our show. She was our friend. Our hearts go out to her family, especially her mom, Yolanda, who was a big part of the Glee family, and her son, Josie. The three of us are currently in the process of creating a college fund for the beautiful son Naya loved most of all. Um, I just thought that was really, really well done. Um, Glee, Glee, like the accounts, posted a small statement on their Instagram and Twitter accounts. Um, Leah Michelle posted black and white photographs on her stories um, of both Corey and Naya. Um, If you remember, she dated Corey Monteith um, at the time of his uh, drug overdose um, in seven years ago. Um, Kevin McKay, this was very interesting to me. He was on Glee as well. And he quote tweeted a video from a fan account of Naya and Corey meeting fans outside of an event one night. It was just the two of them. And he said, I'm not, I'm not religious by any means, but you'd be hard pressed to convince me that Corey didn't help find our girl today. These two in many ways were the male and female versions of one another. So nice, cared deeply, were stupidly talented, the most fun, and really, really good people. That broke me. Like, there's yeah, that. that actually does. Like, the fact that he was found the day, like, on the anniversary yeah. of his passing is just, like, chilling. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, several other, I'm going to list a couple of other people that spoke out and made statements or posted on socials. Amber Wiley, Ricky Martin, Kristen Chenoweth, Darren Chris, Becca Tobin, Viola Davis, Jane Lynch, um, and Demi Lovato were just some notable ones. I will read you guys Demi's because I thought it was really beautiful. I did not know that Demi was actually on Glee. Um, she posted a series of photos, uh, several of her and Naya, and said, Rip Naya Rivera. I'll forever cherish the opportunity to play your girlfriend on Glee. The character you played was groundbreaking for tons of closeted queer girls like me at the time and open queer girls, and your ambition and accomplishments were inspiring to Latino women all over the world. My heart goes out to your loved ones at this time. 
Um, so again, so, so many tributes. One of the things that I had the hardest time with was um, on the show, she sang the, or she covered If I Die Young by the band Perry. And it is incredibly haunting. Um, this show has had a lot of young deaths between yeah. Naya and Corey. And I think there was someone else. Um, the guy who played Puck on the show. Yes, yes. Oh. Um, really just crazy. I also want to mention this because I don't remember when, but a long time ago, I think Grace and I had this debate on the podcast. Um, I've actually never seen Glee. Um, and so Wait, you have, I would think that you're like a true fan. I'm not trying to like make light of this situation, but I posted on my story. Uh, I shared like Becca Tobin's post. That was really beautiful. And I said, like, I've never seen Glee. And when I say I got backlash, I think I got backlash. Like, not actually, but so many people were like, wait. When I think of, like, the, like, epitome of a Glee fan or, like, the target audience of Glee, I think of you. Like, why did you never seen it? And I really don't know. I've watched a few episodes, but I, I guess I never got into it. I don't know. So it's weird to me that this moved me in such a way. I, I mean, I think it's moved a lot of people. But that just goes to show you, I didn't even watch the show, and I think she's beautifully talented. And this is, I mean, hauntingly tragic. My family was obsessed with the show until they went to college, and then it got really bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Santana was one of my favorite characters. Really talented. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And I just want to say from both of us, like, prayers to her family and her friends and her son. I just, I, I can't imagine what that's like. And yeah. it, it's very, very tragic. So, um, rest in peace to Naya Rivera. Yeah. Okay. My topic we have alluded to in previous Speaking episodes. of tragic... <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of tragic. So we have alluded to this. Um, we honestly started talking about this like over a year ago. Yeah. Like, I remember living in Fort Worth. Yeah. We... Yeah, you're totally right. me because I knew nothing about this like a year ago. Um, so we've known about this, but I think through TikTok, like, a lot has come to light about Britney Spears, her current situation, her conservatorship, and what it's all about. Now, with that said, Britney fans around the world mm -hmm. have known about this for years, but I think people who, like, haven't followed her closely mm -hmm. for years are just not finding out about it. And um, Cade sent me this Facebook post posted by Sarah Jo Harvey basically breaking down everything. And so I kind of just wanted to read it. It's so good. Yeah, it just explains everything. And some of the stuff that's brought up I'd actually thought about before. So, like we said in previous episodes, um, Brittany has been posting on TikTok. And there's kind of, like, weird things happening where, like, she's acting weird. And some people say she's always acted like this. And other people say, like, she's sending us a message. Right. Um, there's been a handful of things we talked about. How someone said, if you need help, wear a yellow shirt. She wore a yellow shirt and, like, brought attention to it. And then there was, like, a video of her and her trainer working out. And if you put it in slow-mo, you can see him saying, smile. And then she goes from, like, a straight face to smiling. Oh, it's, God. like, really weird, creepy stuff. Okay. 
So here we go. And again, credit goes to Sarah Jo Harvey for breaking this whole thing down. I just thought she did it so well that I figured we would just use it on here to share with our listeners. Absolutely. Okay. PSA on Britney Spears and the hashtag Free Britney movement for anyone that needs or wants more information on what is going on with her. It's an effing rabbit hole, so buckle up. A little backstory first. Britney was a child star starting at the age of four years old on Broadway and then worked her way to the Mickey Mouse Club and eventually the solo career we know today. Her career has been on autopilot her entire life. If you look back at her music, she's been telling everyone for years she's too controlled and treated as a product. If you listen to the lyrics of most of her hits, examples include Lucky. I've noticed, I noticed that like last week. The lyrics of Lucky definitely coincide with the situation. Overprotective, My Prerogative, Circus, Piece of Me, and Give Me More. Her music videos, social media posts, tour props, and photo shoots regularly show her in a cage or in chains. If anyone has ever seen videos of her when she was younger, you'd know her real singing voice is very similar to Christina Aguilera's. Her record label didn't like it, as they were both on the Mickey Mouse Club and about to release their debut albums at the same time. So they had her voice retrained to sing in the baby voice we all know today because they believed it to be more iconic and would create a brand and career for her instead of her real voice. It's unhealthy, and it's been destroying her voice over the years. That's why she is known for lip syncing. She wanted to make an acoustic-type pop album in 2006 titled Original Doll and reinvent herself using her real voice. The album was shelved and canceled once her label realized she would be singing in her real voice. She isn't allowed to sing live because she will either fail terribly or she'll have to sing in her deep voice that she isn't known for. Her entire career, she has been treated like a product meant to sell. Now for the real tea. Everyone remembers the 2007 meltdown. Everyone. Leading up to the meltdown, Britney was going through a public divorce and had two children under the age of two at the same time and was very much the focus of the public. We all saw her on every magazine cover. We also saw the photo of her with one of her kids on her lap while driving. Go to YouTube, go on YouTube once and look up Britney Spears' paparazzi. You'll watch her be chased and followed by hundreds of them, even trying to get her in a public restroom to photograph her, videotaping her in tears, asking them to leave her alone, and even filming her through the windows of an ambulance while she was naked being taken away for her final mental health hold. After the public meltdown, shaving her head, locking herself in her home with her children, speaking in a British accent on a regular basis, wearing the infamous pink wig everywhere, and shopping naked, she was hospitalized twice. After the hospitalization, her father petitioned the courts to be a temporary conservator to her until she was mentally stable and for only one year's time. Two months after her hospitalization, she did a guest appearance on How I Met Your Mother. Six months after her hospitalization, she drops the Womanizer video and starts to promote her new album, Circus, with its worldwide tour that grossed $131.8 million. If she's so unwell, why did she start working right away? Her father, after one year, petitioned the courts for conservatorship due to her allegedly having early-onset dementia in her 20s. It passed and had been that way ever since, for 12 years to be exact. Now, for everyone that doesn't understand what that means, let me break it down for you. Britney Spears is now a 38-year-old woman who is not allowed to do the following without her father's permission, or he can legally lock her up in a mental health facility. Drive a car, vote, get married, have children, spend her own money, see how her money is being spent, see her children. She has 30% custody of both her boys due to her dad assaulting one of her sons. 
leave her home, hire her own lawyer, have any control over her career, speak about the conservatorship publicly, do interviews that aren't scripted, and all final cuts are approved by her father as well. Use a cell phone without being monitored. Use social media unmonitored. Contact anyone without being monitored or having them extremely vetted. Go shopping, go for a walk, get Starbucks. A conservatorship is meant for people with mental health issues or decaying health. Most likely grandparents or people with actual dementia, etc. They are meant for people who literally cannot take care of themselves. If she is so unwell and if she isn't mentally capable of doing anything for herself, why is she still working? Since the conservatorship began 12 years ago, she has released four albums and three worldwide tours, did a four-year Vegas residency, was a full-time judge on X Factor, released multiple perfumes in a lingerie line, made $138 million or so a year. In January last year, Brittany was placed in a mental health facility for three months after being seen driving her car to in and out with her boyfriend without permission and for refusing to take the dating medications her father has doctors prescribing her to keep her under control. She testified to a judge in documents that she was being held there against her will by her father. After it was leaked to the press that she was there against her will, the Free Britney movement picked up speed, causing a judge to open an investigation into the impact and legality of her conservatorship has on her life. Britney's mother, Lynn, was also liking and commenting on Free Britney posts, saying she agrees that Britney is trapped by her father. Britney's team had Twitter disable the Free Britney hashtag and regularly threatens any celebrity that speaks out using the hashtag with a lawsuit if they don't remove their support for the movement. She was seen shortly after leaving a hotel through the front door, stumbling while carrying her shoes and out of it. Her team used that moment to justify to the public that she needs the conservatorship. She's not allowed to have any say in the hiring or firing of anyone on her team. Every year, she pays $1.1 million in fees for the conservatorship to continue, including paying her father a solid $100,000 salary and paying a lawyer she isn't allowed to choose. She is also allowed an allowance of around $1,500 a week for bill shopping and essentials. Her net worth is $250 million. So when everyone sees her on Instagram walking up and down the hallways like it's a fashion show, that is all she's allowed to do. She's never had control of her life. I don't care if you personally like her or her music. No one deserves this. All this woman is, all this woman wants is to see her children make the music she wants to make and go get a frappuccino in her car. She's a light of sunshine in this world, and we must protect her at all costs. So please do not make fun of her, support the Free Britney movement, and send good vibes her way. She has a court date this month to review the conservatorship and decide if this abuse will continue or be in place there are so many details um to this that i left out that would make this post entirely much longer than it is but a simple search will show you what else is out there spread this far and wide like i literally cannot imagine no and i don't even know where i stand like i really I just don't know. I have no words. That I don't either. That evidence is so damning. Like I, I know, and like I'm so scared because she's been screwed so many times that even when they yeah. review the conservatorship, like it's gonna continue. The thing about her voice how- makes so much hard. sense. So much. Like I just read Jessica Simpson's book, and in the book, she talks a lot about how she, Brittany, and Christina were all coming up at the same time. They were all blonde, and it was very hard to compete. And so, I would not be surprised at all if they had her voice, like, if they did that. Oh, totally. 
I just... It actually makes me really want to, like, look at YouTube videos of her real voice and, like, hear what it's actually like. Because she has always had that, like, baby voice. Yeah, it's really sad. But, yeah, I agree. Like, don't make fun of Britney. I think, like, I've even been guilty about making fun of it a little bit. But it seems to be way more serious than... Yeah. We're even... Like, when you can see it from the surface, it's like, okay, what is she on? Right. But she's on literal lockdown and not able to do anything. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm. Like, obvious, if anyone was in that situation, they'd be messed up. Yeah, she's, like, she, like, quarantines, like, for a living. Like, that's, like, yeah, her... Yeah, she's been quarantined since, like, 2007. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Prayers to Brittany, for real. I know. I'm sorry if that bored you guys. I just felt like it did such no. a good job of laying everything out. And then we can follow it kind of throughout the month in case something does happen which yeah. I don't think it will but gosh I hope it does I hope it does too thank you for reading that because it was excellent of course um okay song of the week oh my gosh Kate okay so oh. Brett Eldridge and Juice World's albums came out on Friday oh, which I am yeah. so here for both mm-hmm. but I feel like Juice World. I can't get enough. My mm. favorite song, I have a couple, okay. but I think my old favorite is Righteous. Okay. I have listened to it like a hundred times already, and I've just been listening to the album through. There's not a bad song on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, like Come I've and Go. Been, yes, I love Come and Go. That one's so hype. Um, and I feel like I've been talking to everyone being like, have you listened? Have you how good it is? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I feel like that is definitely my song of the week. What's yours? Also, can we just mention, like, God bless him, too. Like. My God, I know. I'm adding this right now. Righteous. Legends never die. Okay. Um, I just added righteous because I want to listen to it. Um, my song of the week, I think, just for a little fun. Um, is going to be Long Run featuring Nina Nesbitt by Deacon. For anyone that is unaware, Deacon is Reese Witherspoon's 16-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And he dropped his first song. Now, he's not singing in it to my knowledge. He's more like a DJ. But okay. it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to be like bopping it around, but it's pretty good and... Um, I just thought it was kind of a fun fact that he released it and she posted a really funny video, um, of them, yeah, of them listening to it. And she said, when your kid has his first single, you got to dance. And she's like trying to say like, he needs to make up a TikTok dance to it. I don't know. It's really cute. Imagine being Reese Witherspoon's son and just like getting to drop a song. I could not think of anything cooler than being Reese Witherspoon's child. Right. Yeah. So I just, I thought I'd mention that. Yeah, let's get into Saved on Instagram. I'll let you kick it off. Okay. Um, Again, my heart can't take much more of 2020. Um, Kelly Preston passed away earlier over the weekend, beginning of this week. For anyone that doesn't know, she is the um, wife of John Travolta. She passed away after a private two-year battle with breast cancer at the age of 57. I want to read you John Travolta's post 
Um, it was a beautiful photo of her, and he said, It is with a very heavy heart that I inform you that my beautiful wife, Kelly, has lost her two-year battle with breast cancer. She fought a courageous fight with the love and support of so many. My family and I will forever be grateful to her doctors and nurses at MD Anderson Cancer Center, all the medical centers that have helped, as well as her many friends and loved ones who have been by her side. Kelly's love and life will always be remembered. I will be taking some time to be there for my children who have lost their mother, so forgive me in advance if you don't hear from us for a while, but please know that I will feel your outpouring of love in the weeks and months ahead as we heal. All my love, JT. Super beautiful. And then his daughter, one of his daughters, posted. Um, her name is Ellie Travolta, and she said, I have never met anyone as courageous, strong, and beautiful, and loving as you. Anyone who is lucky to have known you or to have ever been in your presence will agree that you have a glow and a light that never ceases to shine and that makes anyone around you feel instantly happy. Thank you for being there for me no matter what. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your help and thank you for making this world a better place. You have made life so beautiful and I know you can need to do so always. I love you so much, Mama. Uh, Y'all, freaking heartbreaking. I mean, I didn't even really know who this was, but then I started looking at all these roles and all these celebrities that were really pouring out tributes to her. Like she was a really big movie star in the eighties and nineties and she's still been working recently. Like it's not like she had to, hasn't been working. Um, she played opposite to Tom Cruise in the Jerry Maguire. She met John Travolta on the set of a movie in 1989. They, um, starred in movies together several other times. And um, they had three children in 2009 and um, their 16 year old son jet died after suffering a seizure while they were on vacation. Um, so many people in Hollywood are paying tribute. It's just so tragic. Like, for example, I saw that Adam Levine, lead singer of Maroon 5, posted that he was her first on-screen kiss. I don't know. There's just been so many things, and I just, my heart breaks yeah. for that family. I know. Me too. And she was in the movie What a Girl Once, which is iconic. Iconic. She was um, Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Prayers to yeah, her family. And my telling you about like all this tragic stuff that's happened to John Travolta like mm-hmm. it's not just that it's like his son someone else too like yeah a lot of died in his life which is just really heartbreaking it is sad okay my first one I don't really keep up with him but I kind of have always had an obsession with the Beckham family because like they're just mm. all really hot like stunning <laughs> um and Brooklyn Beckham uh, posted a picture of him and his girlfriend, now fiance. It's a really stunning picture. I mean, they're both mm-hmm. beautiful, of course. And it yeah. says, two weeks ago, I asked my soulmate to marry me, and she said, yes, XX, I'm the luckiest man in the world. I promise to be the best husband and best daddy one day. Heart, I love you, baby, XX. And E! New- I actually found out about it from E! News because they posted like a throwback of Victoria and David. And oh. said, some Beckhams have heard before, 20 years ago. But he's too young to get married. So I think Brooklyn must be pretty young. I think he's younger than me, and I'm 23. So Yeah. Good yeah, one. Good for them. Yeah. Wish it was me, but. <laughs> one can dream. <laughs> oh. Um, My next one. I'm sorry, guys. But, again, lots of sad things happening. Um, Elvis Presley's grandson, Benjamin... Call, I don't know how to say the last name. Kate Kenneth. 
I don't know, has, has passed away at the age of 27. Um, this is Lisa Marie Presley and Elvis Presley's grandson, Benjamin, died of an apparent suicide, TMZ has learned. Um, law enforcement tell us that Ben appears to have died Sunday in Calabasas from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Not much is known about him other than the fact that he's got a super famous family. He's the son of Lisa and musician Danny Knuff, and his sister is actress Riley Knuff, who's been in a number of indie horror films over the years, including 2019's The Lodge. Of course, his grandparents are Elvis and Priscilla Presley. Again, his mother is Lisa Marie Presley, um, and Lisa's manager really told TMZ, quote, she is completely heartbroken, inconsolable, and beyond devastated, but trying to stay strong for her 11-year-old twins and her daughter, Riley. She adored that boy. He, had, he was the love of her life. Super, super, super tragic. Again, check on your friends. It's a very hard time, to say the least. 2020 is just, like, defeating us all. Yeah. Okay, my next one was posted by Emma Chamberlain. Oh. She is... I know. I was going to say this one. Yes. (laughs) She's in, like, this blue frock, and she looks so high fashion. So high fashion. Shadow and she has a new blonde hair, which I used to like her as a brunette, but this blonde is doing something for me, Ooh, I have to say. Let me say something. As a loyal watcher of her channel, some something happened with her hair, and she was like blonde, brown on the top and blonde on the bottom, and it was like a skunk. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very yeah. glad that she went full blonde. Me too. And I think it was for um, and she posted the picture and said, thank you, at Vogue Australia, which yeah. leads me to believe she was featured or on yes. the cover or something, which, like, she is just killing it in life uh, right now. She's so good. So good. Um, guys, exciting, exciting news. Um, last week, my topic of the week was the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell, confidant of Jeffrey Epstein, had been arrested. And today, Tuesday the 14th, she appeared in court. I'd kind of forgotten, and then I saw this girl tweeting who was, like, on the call, I guess. There were over a 1,000 people on the phone. Ghislaine and her attorney had to appear via video conference. She's being held in Brooklyn. This girl tweeted, like, a thread of, like, 109, I want to say, different tweets, like, updating people. I was living. I felt like I was in the courtroom. She was giving the best information. Can you send it to me? Yes, I'll send you her handle. Her name's Jennifer Tab. Shout out to Jennifer, because I have never felt more immersed in something via Twitter than I have. Like, I was I was at Ghislaine Maxwell's hearing today, fully. Like, I was fully present, mind, body, and spirit through Jennifer's Twitter. So, thank you to Jennifer. I want to read you all some of the tweets that I thought were just pretty iconic. Um, she said, waiting on the phone for the arraignment and bail hearing at the SD... NY to begin for Ghislaine Maxwell begins at 1 p.m. more soon. So she tweeted, and at the end of every one, she would say, like, whatever number tweet this was, so you could kind of keep up with it in order. So I'm not going to read you all of them, obviously. I'm going to bounce around. Down the thread, she says, Maxwell confirms that she had the opportunity to discuss the indictment and wishes to to waive public reading. Maxwell says she pleads not guilty to the indictment. So all the charges that I read on last week's episode, I think there are six. She's pleading not guilty. This was tweet number 16. Okay. Tweet number 29 says, Breaking. Gerlaine Maxwell's trial set to commence on July 12th, 2021. That's literally 300 and... Or, sorry. Yeah. 333 days from now. No. Three, 363 days from now. A year, basically. 
So it's pretty crazy that they're going to wait all that time. Wow. Tweet number 47 says, Unbelievable. Ghislaine Maxwell has offered to stay in a luxury hotel in Manhattan on her own dime, but claims to have no monthly income. That was earlier in the tweets. In court, she said she gets $0 per month. But somehow... Bullcrap. She was living at that estate, and then she offered to live in a luxury hotel in Manhattan on her own dime, but she gets no money per month. Unbelievable. Um, Tweet 56 says, Now Maxwell's attorney, Cohen... That's his last name. Is speaking. Said, quote, our client is not Jeffrey Epstein, end quote. And that it would be, quote, unrealistic to prepare a defense for her while she is in custody given to COVID. Tweet number 62, again, her lawyer's name is Cohen, says, is it just me or does Cohen seem like he's about to cry? <laughs> Tweet number 83 says, Cohen said he came forward with the best bail package he could with limited notice. Said she's been living in what is like solitary confinement. Couldn't shower for 72 hours in a room with no lights 24-7, etc. That's um, in the jail currently. Tweet number 99 says, Jud- Judge Nathan invites brief final points. Cohen complains about victim statements, what he called the CVRA evidence. Cohen says that Judge Bremen's bail denial for Epstein was really about about dangerousness so that he did not address. Sure, Jan. Tweet 101 says, the judge said she is prepared to make her ruling. Okay, the eight minutes. There were eight minutes in between this tweet and the next tweet, and I was like, what is happening? Like, I, I was, it was crazy. I guess they were, like, discussing making the ruling, whatever. And then finally, tweet 102 says, boom. Judge Nathan denies Ghislaine Maxwell bail. She faces up to 35 years in prison, poses a substantial actual risk of flight risk, rules government met its burden. No combination of conditions imposed by government should be sufficient to assure her future court appearance. So basically, I tell you all that to tell you she appeared in court today. She pleaded not guilty. She was denied bail. Her court date is next July 12th. She will be in there for a year. And she will not be living her sweet life of Zack and Cody moment. Well, good. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. First good news we've had all day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My next one is a post from Cardi B five mm-hmm. days ago because her baby girl culture turned two. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said my baby turns two tomorrow I've been an emotional mess love her so much and like every time I see this little okay she's darling she's darling every time I see a picture of her I cannot believe like how much of like a little lady she is now like, every time I see her I'm just like oh my god she is cute and her birthday party looked really fun from what I saw yeah. Um, my next one I just want to mention, I really wanted to lay out some facts for you guys on this, but I just didn't have time. There's all these, there was all these rumors circulating that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith were in an open relationship and that she was seeing a rapper. I'm so sorry. I don't know his name. Yeah, I need the tea on this. Okay. Well, hold on. See, I wanted, hold on, hold on. I'm looking up this guy's name. Um... Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, I watched the Red Table Talk. Um, oh, Asani is his name. Asani, Asani. Hold on, it's pulling up. August Asani. Oh no, yes, August Asani. So basically, there was all this speculation. August is like very 
very young. She's 51, he's 27. Okay. Wow. But the okay, so basically what happened is that it was 4 years ago, I think, 4 or 5 years ago, um and he was very so he was younger. I mean, he was like early 20s. Uh, he was friends with Will Willow and um, Jaden Smith, and that's how he kind of got brought into the family. Anyways, so you know she has the show Red Table Talk. Well, she took herself to the Red Table because they're talking. They talk about deep stuff on there, and so everybody was like, "You need to explain this." So I watched it. It's twelve minutes long. I recommend it. It's her and Will. They basically talk about it. She she never says that she cheated on Will. She says she got involved in an entanglement. <laughs> Quote oh. entanglement. Um, basically what happened is they had fully separated. They were planning on getting a divorce. They weren't living together. She started this relationship with him. X, Y, and Z happened. She and Will got back together after they had broken up. But now all of a sudden it's getting released. There's been speculation for years. There's a lot of messy details, but she assures everyone that she and Will are happier than ever. They've been together for like 20 or 25 years, a long time, and they don't... I mean, Will fully says they were separated, so it's fine, I guess. I don't know. I guess this guy's heartbroken. Watch the Red Table Talk. I watched it. It was good. Um, and I never heard anyone use the word entanglement to describe an affair before. But I haven't either. That's very interesting. Good for Jada Pinkett Smith. Um. Okay. Bella Thorne posted a <laughs> okay. picture of her and her boyfriend. They got back together. He's Italian. I don't follow this relationship, but I just had to mention this because uh-huh. the caption of the picture of them says, After five months reunited and it feels so good, where should we go next? Since Ben isn't allowed in America yet, and I can't go to Italy unless I have a work permit there. So we're just planning, we're publicly planning some world travel in the middle of a pandemic. But oh, go off. That seems smart. Yep. I okay. thought that was worth it. Interesting. Uh, my next one is for any of you Dancing with the Stars fans out there. I've watched here and there over the years. And um, ABC has let go of host Tom Bergeron and Aaron. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Aaron. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on her name. Anyways, Tom has been the host since the show started in 2005. He's been there for 20 years. Aaron has been there since 2010. And they kind of co-hosted the show together. ABC has let them go. They released a statement. Um, Fans are really upset. I I mean, he's kind of the face of the show, in my opinion. Um, And Aaron Andrews is her last name. Gosh. Um... So, I don't know what they're going to do. It says they're just trying to, like, reframe the show. So, we'll see. Very interesting. Um, okay, my next one's kind of saved Instagram, but also saved TikTok. But hmm. Hannah Ann and Maddie Prue, oh. Madison Pruitt, from um, theater season of The Bachelor, were hanging out last week. They posted a picture together, and Hannah Ann said, Quarantine really has been testing how creative I can get with being spontaneous. I love finding new spots to enjoy a picnic and sunset, especially with this cutie as my date. Oh. And Maddie comments, love you. And they've been posting TikToks, and all I can picture is Peter and Kelly punching the air. Oh, that's funny. I know. 
I, I love it. Some good batch drama. Absolutely. Um, this actually just came across my phone while we were recording, but it is reported that Scott Disick and Sophia Ritchie are back together after a two-month split. I don't have much to say on this because, honestly, I don't really care. It seems like they've been very off and on. Scott's had some struggles recently, but I just thought I should mention it. Because last week we said they were spotted together. Now they're reportedly back together. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is my last one. Okay. But Kristen Cavallari posted a selfie. She's looking mm. bomb. And she, mm. in the caption, is what caught my eye. Uh -huh. It says, back on set. What? Yeah. I thought and her show's I, canceled. But it wasn't coming back. Interesting. This was only two hours ago, so I don't know. Maybe if I look at the comments, I can get more information. Oh, wow. Back on set. Um, while you're looking at that, I have three like quick ones that I can just mention, and then I'll be done. Um, last week, Kylie Jenner was on vacation at this beautiful desert like estate. Did you see these photos, Grace? Yeah. Oh my god! So beautiful. Um, it's reportedly in Utah, a vacation resort in Utah, and she paid five thousand a night to stay there. The photos are insane. Like it does not yeah. look like it's in America. Like incredible. So good for billionaire Kylie Jenner. Um, Simone Biles is gracing the next month's cover of Vogue. Very beautiful. I want to read the cover interview. I just haven't done so yet, but very beautiful. And I think they did it as a nod to all the sexual abuse allegations that happened with the Gymnastics Association, USA Gymnastics Association, but also um, because the Olympics were canceled. So beautiful. She looks great. Um, and then my last one um, is that Jason Derulo. Yep. Bet you never thought I'd be saying his name. <laughs> Jason Derulo makes $75,000 per TikTok. Oh, shut up right now. I'm not kidding. I was flabbergasted by that. I just felt the need to share. He's clearly found his spot, I guess. Insane. Wow. I Insane. have no words for that. None. Me either. Me either. And on that note, we're out. On that note... <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This was a fun one, even though we had to deliver a lot of Bad news. kind of devastating news. I'm not friends with 2020. That's all I gotta say. No. I'm following immediately. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Have a good week, you guys. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you. Bye. See ya.